Hello, welcome to the Hidden Gems podcast, which is dedicated to featuring original and classic short stories. Today's story is not just an original short story, but another Hidden Gems podcast world premiere entitled Left Turn by Leland Kerwin. Now they say there are six universal themes in literature, good versus evil, love, redemption, courage and perseverance, coming of age, and revenge. I would like to add a seventh, loss of innocence, otherwise known as the dreaded left turn. Enjoy. This is the story of a calm, beautiful place, and the harrowing tales on my way there. No, this is not a place of ghosts, skeletons, and ghouls. It is actually a rather pleasant home at which to stay, but this is a house where no amount of right turns can get you there. This is The Left Turn on Terrahin Road. I've heard stories of a legendary intersection where everyone who has experienced it vows never to make another left turn without an always stop or a traffic light. I never believed I would ever face a left that would shake my driving confidence, even the one bespoke of at the corner of Maricat Lane and Terrahin Road. It all started with an invitation, a promise of personal value at a house where a reclusive sibling would host a business associate with a new scheme, and I could soon be included. I love my chats over the phone with this sibling, and the associate is well respected among my family. However, this is not a tale of friends and family, but rather the adventure I experienced on Terrahan Road. This invitation had its address right there on that very street— accompanied by a cryptic message. Sometimes the spookiest stories are in the brightest days rather than the darkest nights. Note in hand, I approached my car, a handsome dark blue sedan. Sitting in the sunlight, my car needed to take a minute with the windows open and the air conditioner running to remove all of its built-up heat. As the car cooled, I copied down the address on the note into the car's GPS. The simplicity of digits and a street name would hide the devil of a route I would traverse. As I waited for the GPS to calculate the way there, I developed a feeling that perhaps something was wrong. It took the device longer than the three seconds I normally expect, but on the fourth second I found relief in a well-traced line along the various streets. With a cursory glance over the route, I counted the lefts I would need to take. I didn't realize at the time that the GPS had come back without a single right turn in its route, a simple clue that should have foretold the terror I was to encounter. The trip started out simply enough. Left turns out of the residential area are never a problem. There's rarely any traffic to see. No stop sign came with any stress. Even as I reached a light where more traffic showed up, it was a simple matter to take my turn to make the left. More streets were navigated with scarcely a thought beyond the music I played as I drove. Every left met with more vehicles, but still not a moment's hesitation of doubt. At a light where the left turn was expected to yield onto oncoming traffic, I found myself waiting for traffic to part— and all the way up to the red light I did not get my chance. Forced to wait for the light to change once more, 
depending on the mercy of the traffic controller to have the signal shine a bright green rather than the yielding, blinking yellow, to bring me to one last street before Terrahen Road itself. This wait was only a small hiccup compared to what I would find there. A drive down Maricat Lane was the last of any serenity I would have for my journey. I soon joined my place in a line of cars, waiting for those before me to make their turn before I, too, could finally leave Maricat for Terrahem. But the wait was my first test. Uncertain as to what caused this line to form, I thanked my air-conditioner for keeping the cabin of my vehicle nice and chill, even on such a bright day. Minutes slowly passed, and though I would move on occasion, the sight of the intersection still eluded me. I thought that, if I must abort my trip, I can always make a right and find somewhere else to be— but first I needed to reach the end of this line of cars, and there was little I could do but wait for fate to determine my destiny. Not long after I saw the intersection ahead. There were only a few cars between me and my attempt to make my own left. Once I was close enough, no one would be confused as to my intention when I would activate my signal. A fleeting thought that perhaps the driver behind me was praying for mercy on my soul for my decision, but I quickly dismissed it. I would make my left, and no story was going to dissuade me. It was then my air conditioner broke down. A chill down my spine would be a welcome comfort at this point, but I was to be denied even this pleasure— Cursing my choice of such a dark color of my car, drinking the heat of the sun faster than the bright colors of other vehicles here, I opened my windows with hope that this would stave off the heat for a little longer. Yet this was a day where there was scarcely a breeze. Soon an opening appeared for me to take my place at the intersection— the people ahead of me chose to make the right turn so I could move myself in the branching lane for the left. I felt a gentle breeze through the windows, a relief of air for the forming sweat upon my head. But as I took my stop, I realized my folly too late. There was no U-turn or an easy way to make a right from this position, for ahead there was cross-traffic crowded beyond mortal reason— and this is not an all-way stop. On occasion there would be a clearing in one lane, only just in time for the opposite lane to close the gap and prevent me from turning. This repeated countless times, the now breezeless heat distracting me from simple numbers. Time and again, just as it looked as though I would be able to get through, one more car would happen to pass at exactly the wrong time. As for the traffic behind me, it had not escaped my notice that car after car would choose to turn right, almost as though everyone here knew of the very trap I'd put myself in. And as they had only one lane to watch out for on Terrahan Road, they gained the passage that I was denied. With patience thin and the continued heat bearing down, I soon discovered that I was prepared to charge through smaller and smaller gaps in the traffic. Minutes before, I would never consider taking the turn as drastically. 
The next car from the left was just far enough for my shortened range, and the ones on the right would be safe if I accelerated hard enough. With my foot hard on the gas, the squeals of my tires pealed loudly through my open windows in my desperation to find my desired place on Terra Hen Road. With windows down in the air now blowing through the cabin of my vehicle, I found relief from the heat beating down from the cloudless sun above. Bits of chill from the evaporating sweat accompanied the calm after the storm of the intersection disappearing through my rear-view mirror. Confident that the worst was behind me, I looked one more time at my GPS for the arrival mark on this road. How foolish I was to think my trials ended at that intersection, for my destination ahead had one left turn remaining to get to its driveway. What made this left a terror beyond a mere intersection was that this is a busy two-lane road with no shoulder. There is no convenient stop sign for so inconsequential a destination as a home's driveway, and through some devilish city planning, this road ended up becoming a high-traffic zone, cars lined up beyond what the eye can see past the next bend. And knowing full well what waiting to make this left entailed, this also meant my actions here would delay the traffic behind me. How many minutes of guilt would I rack up, knowing I will halt countless people in their commute? The chaotic breeze that once joined me in my car swiftly left as I made my stop, ending my refuge from the high temperature. I dared not count the cars behind me, with no recourse around this disastrously thin road. Sweat continued to form. From the pressure of the traffic behind me or the heat enveloping me, I knew not. My wishes for some spacing in the opposite lane, even those as minimal as what I saw from the intersection back at Merricat, had gone unheeded, as vehicles of all descriptions continued along with no inn in sight. The honks from the traffic behind me wore into my resolve, no barrier of a closed window to blunt the noise. The blasted inferno of this day further added to the stress, with no wind or air conditioning to rescue me. Seconds into minutes, even time itself was becoming a terrifying foe. Still unable to find the way across the last thirteen feet of my journey to the driveway, my hand reached for the signal, ready to abandon the left and let traffic flow once more, ready to relinquish all that I traveled for. It was hard to believe what I saw after all that I suffered. A single beautiful pearly white vehicle on the opposite lane saw my plight. Slowing down, it rolled down a window, and there it was, a feminine hand beckoning me to cross. If the sun weren't reflecting off the car's windshield, I'd have sworn an angel was driving it. I even imagined a ray of sunlight from above shining upon the vehicle. And was that a glowing segment of the car's gold trim that I saw, or a halo?
With what must be a heaven-sent gift, I wasted no time making the miraculous turn. Even through my exhaustion of heat and guilt, I found it in me to wave back to my Savior through my open window. The GPS glibly reported that I had arrived at my destination, meaning there would be no further trials of the drive from here on out, even if I still had lingering doubts as to whether it was truly all behind me. But I reassured myself I was away from Tarahin Road and was no longer delaying the angry traffic there for even a second longer. Under the cover of trees, I made my stop at the driveway loop around the home. While the shade didn't prevent the ambient heat of a bright summer day, it was still a respite from the intensity of direct sunlight so I could find precious moments to relax. Once composed, I could finally meet friend and family here, at the home, a left turn off of Terrahin Road. It turned out my sibling was a recluse for a reason, a complete refusal to come home at any time outside of 1 to 4 a.m. would impact a lot of social plans. The associate had tried to come there before, then decided it would be best to let this sibling do the driving instead while happily napping during the ride in the night. Knowing what I know now, I fully understand the horrors of dealing with traffic at that time of day. The air conditioner? Investigating under the car's hood, I would discover a mouse's nest had been jamming one of the fans. I unblocked the fan, and a good cleaning got the air conditioner functioning once more. Again, this story is not about my meeting. Suffice to say, the associate's business plan was definitely a clever, shrewd one to follow. But ultimately... I would need to drive back out there, back into Terrahin Road. On my way out of the driveway, the only turn I could make was a left. Whether through the madness and the perspective of the Escher-style landscape on my way out, or through the force of expectations on my way in, it is impossible to remember at this point. With my air conditioner renewed, I was prepared to endure the weight however long it would take. But as though my prayers for salvation hours ago were finally answered, I spotted a parting of traffic in this river of vehicles. I took my place in that traffic on my left turn, perhaps a little too harshly with my recent experiences, but with relief that the house off of Terrahin Road was behind me. I made it a point to seek right turns from there. But as it turned out, I realized I had left behind a treasured photo of my family on a day at an amusement park. I navigated a short series of turns, ending with a right turn to double back on Terrahin to where the house was. However, to my astonishment, the driveway could not be found anywhere on my right. I could only see foliage and trees far as the eye can see, almost like the pavement there had never existed. I had to pay attention to the road for safety, but I still couldn't spot the driveway, despite having been there eight minutes ago. 
I had already tried to confirm with my GPS where the driveway was, but it doesn't show the driveways of any private residences, and the destination was already cleared out of its system. I hope it is obvious what the dangers are of inputting an address while driving on a busy street, so I hadn't tried. This house is, indeed, only a place you can get to with left turns. With no further desire to return there, I navigated the roads back home in the security and comfort of right turns. I hope you enjoyed Left Turn by Leland Kerwin. As I listened to the story, nightmarish memories of a certain steaming hot day during rush hour on the Spaghetti Junction in Atlanta, Georgia returned to me. Me, in my Chevrolet Malibu Classic, no air conditioner, and the heater broken so that it would not stop pumping hot air into my face. And in the words of Warren Zevon, in the song Poor Poor Pitiful Me, I don't think I want to talk about it. Anywho, thank you to the talented Leland Kerwin for his charming story, Left Turn. A little bit about Leland in his own words. Leland Kerwin is involved in programming, higher math, and pet rats, cats, and dogs. He lives in a house in the woods in Oregon. Lee has written a few guides on GameFacts.com, and he likes to write short stories too. Now that's all I could get out of him, but I do look forward to featuring more of his short stories in the future. Once again, a massive thank you to the effervescent John Bell, who is our amazing and talented narrator. You can find John's award-winning and family-friendly podcast, Bells in the Bat Free, at www.thebatfree.com. I'd like to ask you a favor. I started this podcast to help support writers, which I hope that I am doing. Well, I am also a writer. I've written some books. I like to think they're pretty good. I'd prefer to hear what you think. I write under the name C. Mac Lewis, and you can find my Fallen Angels Detective series online. You can read on Kindle, or you can listen on Audible. Or better yet, best yet, you can request from your local library that they order my books. Thank you in advance, and I am looking forward to reading your review. And if you are an unheralded writer, please send me your short story for a chance to get featured on the Hidden Gems podcast. You can email your hidden gem to Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y, at widowmakerindustries.com. One of my alter ego careers is that my husband and I are the owners and operators of Widowmaker Industries. And no, we are not hitmen. Well, except in my fiction, I do have a tendency to kill people off in my fiction. Thank you so much for listening to the Hidden Gems podcast. Until next time, keep writing, keep listening, and keep dreaming. Mm